You're welcome on in. This is Enzwell Boxing. I'm Al, and this is... Modus Operandi. Episode 2, where we're looking closely at the upcoming MTK Golden Contract Finals. And first of all, before I do anything, a big shout out and a thank you and a massive love to everybody who's been in touch, reaction and shared, liked and helped uh, get the first episode around with, with Jazza Dickens. As I said at the time, he's a special character. It's a special story. And I think it went everything together to make a special episode and the reaction is still coming in it's still coming a lot of people probably haven't had a chance yet thank you very very much and please continue to share it get it out there and today is going to be no less special Uh, boxing tends to throw up uh, matches at times between fellas who if I'm being honest make me wish sometimes that they just it wasn't those two particular fellas that are fighting and this is one of them so pop those earphones in turn the volume up You you don't want it up too loud down just around midway and come on with me down into Podcastville. And as always, it's my great privilege and pleasure to be able to pull back the curtain just a small bit and give an insight and a, allow people to see these fellas, to see the real fellas, as we said in the first episode. I'll often time the media portray images and pictures of people and give you an idea of something that they really are not. And i got to be honest with you, the Cromer crew that we're going to meet and hear from today are one of those crews. We're going to hear from Ryan, who will be in the come Wednesday night to fight out out for that featherweight final. But a couple of others that you're going to hear from today that might not be in the corner, but they certainly won't be too far from it. You're going to see them, you're going to hear them, and you're going to love listening to them here as well. Ryan's twin brother Liam, who is a Commonwealth Super Featherweight Champion, he's a WBO European Lightweight Champion, a British Super Featherweight Champion, a WBO Intercontinental Champion, and a European Lightweight Champion. Got all that. Not too bad, right? And the Elder Lemon, the big bro, the man himself, the crack, the might, the heart and soul of the of the whole episode. Uh, not to overshadow the lads in any sense other than he speaks louder than them. And he's a great character. Michael, the oldest brother, the older brother. He's 13 fights, 13 wins, 13 KOs. So you better watch your P's and Q's when Mike is about. And behind all of those, keeping a close eye on them, keeping the reins, keeping everything in check, not not that it needed that, was the boss man himself. The man who's coached Sam Sexton, he's coached Herbie Hyde, he's coached John Mox, he's coached so many fighters over the years. Graham Everett. Delighted to have King Kane himself back as well to talk a little bit about the importance of nutrition and how it has become one of the key elements of boxing. And he gives a little insight into the difference between a fighter that uses nutritionists and a fighter that doesn't, having done both himself. A fella needs no no introduction from me anyways, that's for sure, is, is Stephen Martin, who of course does boxing tickets Northern Ireland. And he's usually behind the camera asking the questions, and this time he was on the mic with me asking and answering questions as well. So delighted to have him on for the first of what I believe and I hope will be many, many collaborations between the two. But right now, let's go listen to Eamon Kane as he talks about the emergence of nutrition and its importance in the sport. Golden contract finals night will be like the prize fighter night in itself. They'll be, they'll be have minus the fans. We got to say, which will, which will play a part. At this stage of the week, you're looking at the fights week, the media build up, fighters eventually getting across from one another. From a fighter's point of view, and from being there, there must be a million and one emotions going through your mind. It's a battle. Um, I will drone. Uh, we had a very good uh, psychologist, a guy Jerry Hussey the Irish High Performance Team, and he said, control the controllables. Yep. And I took that a lot into my pro career whenever it was. So there's no point in focusing on the fans, is what he said, or or all the TV or the referee, the judges. You can't control them. The only, only person you control is yourself. And if you don't can't control yourself, then God knows what the outcome could be. It could be good, it could be bad. But if you can control yourself and put across your game plan, then and I know Tyrone was part of that High Performance Team, and he would have been with Jerry Hussey, and he would have had that advice, so... Hoping, hoping he's definitely, he's a, as you can see, Ben, on the answer, he's definitely out there and he can be headstrong at times. I hope he doesn't get caught up and get headstrong and he focuses on the game plan because, as I'm sure, Pete Taylor is an excellent coach. I have a great game plan for him and I hope he sticks to it. 
Jerry Hussey. I actually sat with him a few times. I've had the pleasure of listening to him and meeting him. And uh, the greatest, the best man I've ever seen to drink pots of tea, as he says himself. <laughs> Will you have a drink? Yeah, I'll have tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a special word to Jerry Hussey. Special fella. Very special fella. Um, oh, definitely. He's definitely. It was definitely great to to learn off and for me now to even pass it on to my own kids. You know, some of them say they got. It was definitely it was great, and I think it was definitely pivotal in my career, where I got to because I had focus out playing Gaelic football, playing hurling, yeah. I was playing soccer, and it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a professional boxer, and I wanted to be a, a, I won these Commonwealth Games and European medals, and, and he said control controllables and focus on myself, and focus on what I wanted, and it definitely translated very well across to me, and I took that and my the later stages of my career. You mentioned to me before about your nutritionist that you brought him in and, and it's something that's now, it's gone from being almost left to field in boxing and in sport. It's now up there and it's certainly the biggest addition. I know Tyrone, a big, big, big part of his new Tyrone McKenna has been working with Stephen Floyd and he tells me that himself and, and the impact he's had as a nutritionist. For people that wouldn't be over familiar and without going into too depth, Damon, the difference in a fighter using a nutritionist and making weight and the difference in a fighter that's not using one and trying to make weight? Uh, with the light and day is the right way of saying it. I would have definitely been, I've done both sides. So I was self, self-made, self you know, I, we had to make weight. So other than train, we, I would have stuck on sweat gear and not the hot room and train like a madman and drained the fluid out of me. And, and I thought it was perfectly natural because as soon as I weighed in, I was replacing that fluid with all the nutrition. But your body doesn't then take it back in again. So there's making the uh, plus and depleting myself came down to weight. I was losing muscle and not not keeping enough. So the nutrition that I had on board, which was Ollie Commons, who was my conditioning coach, he had me boosting me. I had more muscle than I ever had, and I had. I was as lean as I was. I was as hydrated as I was, and I had all everything in place. So nothing was 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 affected. My performance wasn't affected from trying to make the weight. The only the only thing probably was that was affected was my mood because I wasn't allowed any sugars or sweetie foods, which I was a big sweetie eater. <laughs> so um, that was the biggest thing for me. But definitely, uh, it's the nutritionist has evolved sport. Never mind boxing, but because boxing you have to make weight, it's definitely had an extra percentage onto it. So, plus it's then, then knowing that you've 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 dotted the A's and crossed the T's as far as your nutrition, your body was in peak condition. They give you that mental strength to think, well, no, I've done this. I've been through so much, and I've been through, you know, I've sacrificed so much to get to where I am and to do what I have. So, they give you that other mental strength then as well. Modus operandi. In the excitement, the anticipation, expectations, and the nervous worry. Some might just forget that the Golden Contract light heavyweight semi-finals are also ongoing and their penultimate stages. And me being based here in the lowlands in the, the sheep capital of Ireland, there about, round about the Curra in County Kildare, it's not always apparent how the build-up is going, if, if it's caught hold yet, if the hype has started, if, if, if people are, are busying themselves about it and chatting about it in, in Tyrone's hometown. So I caught up with Stephen of Boxing Tickets Northern Ireland to try get a gauge on that. And started off by reminding him it's 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 only about five days away. Five days. It's nearly like the countdown to Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what what better way to start it off but to talk about what what is it you think, Stephen? What is is it because one of our own is in the final? Is it would it be the same if he wasn't? Is it the format? Is it what do you think it is? What that, that captures boxing fans' uh, imagination? I think I think it's a format. You know, um, I'll you be similar to myself. You remember the, the the old type Super Six contract? You know, used to be or the best fight in the best. Obviously, with it, with this, we don't have world champions on it. But the format from from day one, you know, it's been a a godsend from MTK. It's been, you know, you don't know who your opponent is. They fight week. It never brings it back to the amateur days. Mm. Um, and I, I just think from start to finish, you know, I, I'm I'm quite enthralled by the. The, the Walsh Dickens fight that's obviously not in the Irish boxing involved. Um and I'm even looking forward to obviously when we do get the light heavyweight final as well. But I just think the whole format it's just if people didn't know who a boxer was before the start of it and they followed followed the fights through it, they become a fan by the end of it. The format brings with it a set of fixtures in a defined date. Fellas can plan and they can work to a schedule and get 
I think it helps bring the best out of them. Definitely does. Like, you know, you look at it there, you know, by the time, well, five years ago tomorrow, Ryan Walsh won the British title. I don't know if I haven't looked through the history books, but has there been anybody that's held the British title for more than five years? You know, it's quite incredible to, to think. And, you know, Jazza Dickens is obviously, he, he fought Rigo, well, three, four years ago, and obviously, obviously a broken jaw. So the two of them very, very highly talented. And, um, you know, this sort of format's going to bring the best to them because it's given, given the given the winner an opportunity of a five fight contract. When you look at the noise and listen to the noise in York Hall the night of the two semi finals, and we had them. Um, of course, we had the two Thrones and and all the crowd and the chaos that they bring from from your hometown. It's it's very special. And on that night, we had all the we had the Farney Army and we had the the Belfast crew, and it it was special, wasn't it? It was special, and um. You know, I think the the big thing that's come out of lockdown is is obviously it's showing how special Irish boxing is. You know, um, granted we've obviously had a couple of losses with Jono and, and Eric losing, um, but everybody else, you know, that's been in, showcased themselves and shown what they're all about. And I guess obviously, fingers crossed, on Wednesday we're going to see again. You know, just why Irish boxing's so prominent and everybody's the semi-final of the light heavyweights uh, puts the man who broke our hearts and uh, Botelnik he goes in against Burton am I right? yeah Jose Burton Jose tomorrow. Burton yep he's in tomorrow night in Latvia that'll be an interesting mm-hmm. title uh, how do you see that one playing out? well well, obviously um, Bolodnik's obviously broke Stephen Ward's heart and obviously Stephen Ward's said afterwards that he made it tough at the weight you know um, looking at Bolodnik's record and paper you're sort of going you know who is he and where does he sort of come from? Um, for for Burton, obviously he put Bob Adjusef down in the first round and you were sort of going, you know, I think it was five or six seconds, I think it, it had mm-hmm. Adjusef down. Um, I think it could actually finish quick, you know, either way. Either way, You know, um, Blodnik's obviously having home advantage in Riga. You know, I'm not sure, obviously, how much fans are allowed in. Um but Burton seems confident, and you know, six foot four. You know how he makes light heavyweight. You know, is probably probably a different science than anybody else is used to. But um, I, f- I fancy Burton is stopping. And then coming out, then we have the other semi final on the Thursday, on the Wednesday night before the, the two finals. We have Conroy against Michelle. That'll be an interesting one. Probably, it, probably the less glamorous of the two, is it? Um, it's like Sir's Michelle chose. Conroy, when he probably could have had probably the easier fight in Blodnick's, you know, looking at it on paper and, and, you know, trying to put the two two British guys up against each other. Um, don't know. Um, I, I don't know a, a lot of Serge Michelle. Um, we obviously know a lot about Conroy from his fight with Stephen Ward and Sean Hart and Sean, he's got a chin and everything else and he's got a confidence about him, you know, um, seen an article from him today where he's he's been proud of of his family and everything else from from a lot of his family have worked through NHS. So I think for Conroy, we may see an extra layer of it because he's doing it for pride for for family that's worked hard through the pandemic. We could talk all night and and comfortably and <laughs> and, and with pleasure. What's the feeling like around around Belfast? Tyrone's a hometown boy. He's um he's 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 very popular across all the communities across boxing and people that would have supported him and watched him as an amateur. I've grown to to like and love the fella. He, everything about him, even the even the terrible dancing and even the terrible jokes and the, everything about him. He's a breath of fresh air. To What's the feeling it, like? Is it are, are people behind it? Are people is is it caught up? Is it almost come out of the blue? I, I think people people always have known. I think what what Trump McKenna is like, you know the 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 fashion sense. You know the thing I've loved obviously the last year of him is he started doing a bit of cooking stuff on Instagram, um, and I would have torched him a bit saying, you know, when are you getting the cooking going again? So I think he says when he um, when he finishes the golden contract, he's getting straight back into the cooking. So. I'd recommend that he was looking for a ring walk song the other day, and I recommend a very steady cook. <laughs> well, it has to be um, better than the board. <laughs> the um, obviously he's looking for something that hasn't been used before, and I sort of recommend that ready steady cook. And then I listened to it, and all I could do was laugh. But I don't know. Uh, Torn likes to do his own thing, and you know he's he's well supported as being a warrior, just likes to fight. So, um, you know, 
whatever he does and you know whatever game plan he goes with on Wednesday night, um, everybody be rooting them on. You know, I think O'Hara Davis has built himself as nearly to the old style. You know, the the wrestling thing where um, you're public enemy number one, mm. so everybody wants to see O'Hara get beaten. Of yeah. course, everybody's going to want going to want to run to do do the business because you know um, boxing. As I say boxing's been on the rise with obviously COVID and they see somebody else getting closer to achieving their dreams and we can round this out perfectly the names that we've mentioned there in the last few minutes can you just imagine when this whole thing passes and the next Falls Park card what a selection what we're likely to have when it does eventually go down well, well I think it, I think the talk was that the Michael fight for a world title in St. Paddy's Day in MSG probably um and then they could, could potentially see a unification. You know, at Falls Park next summer, 20,000 people. I think they talked off. Can we fast forward? And despite the famous old DeLorean Back to the Future car being built in Stephen's hometown, we will sadly have to wait and see what comes about. But something to look forward to nonetheless. want to thank Stephen for your time, your thoughts, your input. We'll hear more from Stephen later in the series when we are, of course, focusing on Tyrone McKenna. Before we get started with all the guys, I just can't help but thinking here, and I'm going a little bit off piste, a little bit off script, a little bit on the fly. You read the titles, the list of accomplishments by these by these fellas. You realise and you recognise, and, and it sinks in. Ryan Walsh has been British featherweight champion for five, close on six years since 2015. That is something. That's that's incredible. And and still, somehow, somehow, in all the mixed up politics, as Lennox used to call it, of this boxing world, you wonder, and, and how has this fella only now begun to come to the, to the bright lights regularly? You look at his performances in the golden contract so far, sensational, sensational. And... You cannot help but wonder and salivate at the absolute thoughts of what's coming up on Wednesday night. And my contact with the Walsh brothers and Ryan came initially through Graham on Instagram. I reached out, told him what I was trying to do, understood that there was a lot of work to go on, I'm sure, and that there was no pressure, but it was just a request and it went from there. And it was absolutely amicable. It was 100% fun and, and good-natured from the jump. But if I'm being honest... And I am honest, and I said it to the lads when I spoke to them. I was a little bit anxious, a little bit worried. I was a little bit unsure of how I was going to be greeted by, as I thought, Ryan and Graham. Now, I had no idea until I rang and, and we had the call that the two brothers, Liam and Michael, would be there as well. Would it have made a difference to me? No. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have deterred. It wouldn't have, not one way, not one more, right? not one bit. Um, but the fact it put me back on my heels a little bit and you'll hear me at the beginning probably trying to steady myself and just just the fact that I've never interviewed as many people at the one time before and then again you start thinking that these guys are accomplishments and, and, and you just got to take a little breather realise you've got this under control and that these are just fantastic boxing people and just fantastic people and I can tell you this much. Anything I've read, seen, heard anywhere before, I don't I don't want to know about. It's completely disregarded, gone, irrelevant. These guys be run to the beat of their own drum. They live for boxing. They are all about boxing. And some of the stories you're going to hear them tell about their dad, about their family, about their life around boxing, it, it is boxing. And to think that that little small gym in Cromer had three, three British champions still didn't manage to get an award for the Norwich uh, Sports Awards in that year. It's, it pretty much outlines where the media agenda is at these days. It doesn't matter because it cannot mask the talent, it cannot mask the genuine honesty, decency and the fun characters that these lads are. And not that it needed any reassurance or any anything to back it up or sol- to solidify it, but my interactions with them since, with Ryan since, has been even better again. So, it's a little bit 
gut-wrenching. I'm being honest, having spoken to them. And this might sound silly, but I listen, I'm not going to do something if I'm not going to get invested in it, if I'm not going to be passionate about it. And it's something Ryan picked up on, and he was very, very generous and very kind to say so. It's a passion for me. And speak to these fellas, get on a one-to-one. And when, and when they share their... their um, they share anything to do with their lives and their career today to me is a privilege and it's a privilege that I don't take lightly and one of the real positives of this tournament it's guaranteed regular fights over fixed dates with massive exposure with quality fighters who ordinarily for some reason whatever reason have not had that exposure promotion or coverage that they deserve so let's narrow the focus a little bit and look at Ryan's record five years undefeated British champion He's had Commonwealth title, he's been in for the European title. He's been in with the very, very best around. His record stands 26-2. and two. He was beaten fair and square, you'll hear him talk about that, by a superior Lille Selby on the night. He took that on board, he adjusted, he adapted, and he advanced. The, 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 the result and the fight and everything that went with the Dennis Seelan fight, listen, I'm not going into that one, you want to go look at that one yourself. And if you don't see what everybody else could see... Well then, that's fair enough. That's that's each to their own. But uh, he's been in with the very, very best domestic level around. Liam Richards, Darren Trainer, James Tennyson, Reese Bellotti, Lewis Poulin, and of course, our very own Jerome McCullough in that semi-final. Yet, even in these times when fights are harder to make, especially international fights with, with big international names or champions or contenders, why haven't we heard of his name spoken? When world title fights are so plentiful for the likes of Kid Galahad, who has lost one miserably, and um, now seems to be straight back to the top of the queue again. You're going to hear Ryan's thoughts on that. You're going to hear the brother's thoughts on it. Your career to, 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 uh, to upset quite a few of our Irish fellas, so you seem to be making an art of it. <laughs> it seems like that, doesn't it? I think about three Irish... i tell you what, though. I was upset for my first England fight by an Irish lad, TJ Doheny. He, oh. he upset me, so... In the pro game, I tried to make sure that I won't get upset anymore. So, yeah, Brilliant. it's a 3-1, I think. I think that's how I get it. I've, I've won three times and lost once. I didn't know about TJ. TJ, um, yes. um, yeah, that's... that's I've won uh... them so on England, 5 lost 7-6. You don't, you don't forget them. It was a class one. Um, he got it. it. I couldn't complain either way. He's a good fighter, and I was de- I was delighted that he went on to be world champion. He, he added to two of the world champions that I went on to fight, who went on to be world champions that I fought. Jamie McDonald and him both of them went on to be world champions. When you when you fight people, win or lose, you well, especially if you lose, you hope that you didn't just lose to, you know, it was just a bad night. I'm, the, the fighters I've fought have gone on who beat me in amateur have gone on to do really well. So fair play to them. I spoke to a Sam Eglinton a couple of weeks ago before his camp and fight camp with with Ted. The beauty of it is there's certain fighters who live and die by the results, and of course that's a, a, a massive part of it. But there's some fellas who who won't be defined by results, good or bad. They'll give everything to have, they'll put everything to have, and they'll perform to their max, and then they'll take from it whatever they have to take from it. And I think there's a lot more to the game as well, isn't there, than 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 the eventual the final result. No, I agree. I think um, in this Mayweather era, though, it's tough because it's all about the art. I'm not. I've never been. Like, I'm a throwback. I know I am, and I just wish I could have fought sixty times already. I, mean, I know Ricky Burns is another. Just all of this men out there who just want to fight and there is, come back, haven't they? That's the thing. It's, it's what we in boxing. It's, I don't like that all thing. Oh, you no. lose your right. It does affect your wage. Let me tell you, anyone listening, it affects your wage. You lose an all. All of a sudden, it's all about building up that all just to break it down. Anyway, we've had loads of fighters: Kevin Mitchell, John Murray, building up to thirty and all, and then they're losing. Uh, fair enough to get the money, but I just think they are is way too protected, and that's not yeah. good for the development 100%. of the game or the fighters. I think when you can be honest about it, and you can come out and look back at it as well, look at the performance overall, and, and say, look, how did I fare? And that was something I don't want to jump ahead, but something you were brilliant, really, really brilliant with with the Selby fight. You took the fight, you gave everything you had. You probably, you probably, you, you upset a few people by by performing the way you did, but. At the end of the day, you knew what you were, you knew you had given everything, and that's to, to be able to listen and watch a, a pro speak about another like that. It's 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 special. Rather than there is a little trend at the moment creeping in where oh, it was the suit that I wore to the ring, or it was my bicep. Or it was, <laughs> it's everybody's. The cat had a kitten on the way to the fight. It was. It's but you little... see that that good day in history is the worst excuse ever, and, and I don't look for excuses. There's always reasons, and 
the reason with Selby was just better on the night. Experience, Experience was a huge was part a of that, it, that yeah. loss. But again, 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 so much from that fight. And, and and I was willing to take that risk and I'll never not be willing to take that risk. That's my mission to make sure, to find out who good I am. How do you know how good you are without finding the best? How would you ever know? The more I think of it here, there seems to be a, a little undercurrent of upsetting Irish fellas. I mean, you brought Sam to uh, to Belfast a few years ago and upset the <laughs> apple cart there too. How many times? Officially, <laughs> twice officially, anyways. <laughs> what I have is not circled after your name here. There's many different leashes and all that, but what I have is a throwback fighter, literally fight anybody, anywhere, anytime. And I don't think there's too many you can say that about, is there? Ryan Walsh was definitely one of them, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. You're a throwback. I You'd just wish it was 15 anyway. rounds. If I could have anything to go back to, I'd like to go proper tough men and and, re- and six ounce gloves. I think the gloves this nowadays. Competition was brilliant for you, wasn't it? You yeah, know, this, this competition is brilliant because it's activity. But names. if I could have anything, it'd be 15 rounds and little gloves because yeah. the UFC are proving it's the it's the prolonged beatings that are causing problems for p- people in in combat sports. If we could have little gloves, the six ounce gloves. There'd be more knockouts. Um, I'd even have on the day weigh-ins as well. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm sick of seeing massive men have to kill themselves yeah. to get to weight. There's a few little things, but I'd, I'd um, yeah, I think I would have been... cut the cheating out as well, yeah, to be fair. For, for anyone that's not familiar, you're born in Rochdale, but you, to explain to Irish listeners, Rochdale to Norfolk would be uh, about a four-hour drive, which is the equivalent of driving the length of Ireland from one end to the other. So, <laughs> just to put it into context, but you're very much a Cromer boy now. You're, you have this phenomenal farmy army that we saw and listened to and heard when you when you boxed Tyrone in the in the semi-final. I mean, what an atmosphere! We I could I could almost feel it here at home. It was incredible, and that fight in itself, which I'll get to in a minute, but. Boxing being a notoriously solitary sport, camps, uh, trainings, lots of time spent alone, but you don't have that issue. You Not only have you got your brother with you, but you've got your twin brother with you. So uh, does that always work for you, or is, <laughs> is, oh. it, is it the usual sibling rivalries as well? Uh, no, it, 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 it's that biggest strength. I'm sorry with them now. I'm always happy when they're here. I'm always happy. Sometimes over the last few years with business and things, I, I don't know. It's not always the three of us, but recently it's been all the three of us, and that's when I'm my happiest. We're untouchable. My dad told us from a young age, he said, on your own, you're all right, together you're good. But as a three, you're untouchable. And I, and I believe that wholeheartedly, because as a three, it's, yeah, especially got my older brother. Tell, and I was, tell, him, tell him we don't argue, we already know the older brother's the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you hear that, Al? I, I guess, I, that's Mike, is it? <laughs> We all know. Yeah, That's, you see. you still got the older brother syndrome, so yeah, the, the sibling rivalry will never end. He will always keep that. He, but he, this is the thing. My dad told him, and he won't listen to it. He'll get bigger and stronger, and um, he's fighting back that now, because both of us are bigger. <laughs> there are more comebacks than our fights. There's more comebacks than Rocky, yes. It's phenomenal to see in such a... In such a it can be a dog-eat-dog sport. It can be, it can be all the, the, the cliches to put on it, but it's very rare. I would say... I want. I don't want to say unique because I don't. I, you're always lo- leaving yourself open to correction, but it's it's so it's certainly unique in today's game to see three brothers not only fighting at the same time, but to be so successful and to be doing the way you are doing it. But we've had arguments, and I'm going to interrupt you a little bit. We've had arguments on the way to fights and gyms as brothers. There are some fighters, and the arguments we've had on the way to the gym and the fights, they wouldn't have even showed up for the fight. They're going, "Oh fuck, it's not going on," because of the things you've said to each other before a fight. So it's not all players there, and in all. Well, then it's, it's what makes us work. The reason it works, there's 21 of us on in a three-quarter square acre bit of land. and Liam's my next down there, but Michael lives 10 foot up the drive. So, yeah, we are definitely unique, not just through boxing, but just through life. And that's where we're happiest. It's 21 of us. You know, we've got 15 kids between us and obviously six adults. We're doing it a bit different. But my dad kind of, he, he, led, he set this path out and we're walking it. And I think he'd be very proud. Liam's now in the process building my mum a house to come there to live so then there'll be 23 of us and yeah so it would have been with my dad but obviously he jacked out a little bit early unfortunately because he'd have been there I think he'd have come but he saved a path and we've took it to the tee and it's our strength we've always known our strength our strength is to be together and know each other and well we're blessed and and I I don't believe in God or anything. I don't even know what I am religion. I believe in something. But what we are really lucky is the fact that our children are growing up together. Like, I couldn't ask for anything more. I mean, our boys are so close and it's, it's brilliant. It's good. It's, it's a strength in itself. 
And Graham must be rubbing his hands waiting to the day the door opens and the start, first of them start coming through the doors. He's got They're already here. Yeah, he's already had them. He's already had bits for them. So, yeah. They're, they're around. The, the, the question you asked about the success with the three, they've grown up a very similar age. Well, mm. obviously twins, similar weight, all very, very good quality fighters. Basically, world-class sparring, you know, it's, it's a recipe for success, isn't it? And it is, you know, it's very much like with the Smith brothers and stuff like that. They've grown up, they work together. But these three, literally four or five pounds between the three of them. And they're always at it. They've been at it since young young children, always been sparring, always always been. And the, the biggest thing, the, the greatest thing for me is they push everybody on. They push each other on. They're there. They, they, you know, when, when one's down, the others will pick them up and, and push them on. It's it, it's a, it's basically a fantastic situation and you'd find it hard to, to get that anywhere. The story itself is one thing. I didn't know that you all lived so close together. All that taken aside and looking at the boxing, the titles and everything that have come, you, you haven't just been there, thereabouts. You've all, you've all accomplished in your own way. I spoke to Jazza last week. The last couple of years have opened the door to fellas like yourselves, Josh Warrington, Josh Teller, who, who weren't handed anything. There was no big contracts on the table. There was no massive... Sa- you had they had to come along the back roads and had to find your own routes and, and keep plodding along when doors were closing and now all of a sudden the doors are opening. Sell forty grand of tickets was one of the better, the things, wasn't it? That's that's how they started. They had to sell tickets uh, like, like lunatics. I like think this is an opportunity though to say we have to have big thanks. I know early on we we, we were a good business for anybody because yeah, like Army Army is special, but yeah. right now in this situation, I can only give big thanks to MTK because MTK. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've made, they've met, they've been the movers and shakers. They've made things happen for us. They've, they've this done, competition is yeah. their, their, their egg, isn't it? And to yeah. be honest, it's been the best, the best thing. It's fantastic for Ryan, Ryan Walsh and everybody else involved in it. It's been a tremendous competition, hasn't it, Ryan? Yeah, it will, know, it, it, I can't thank just, MTK enough for now. Uh, First and there. foremost, it all started um, after the Bellotti fight. Um, yeah. we're, we were talking to Tom Stalker, who's escaped from MTK, and my brothers were talking to him. And they wanted to sign us, and the rest is history. And if it, again, if it weren't for my brother, no eh? I wouldn't be in this situation. I think Michael really forced it. What happened was, Tom was talking to my brothers after the Bellotti fight, and Michael won't let it up. So, me and Liam didn't think nothing was going to come of it. We thought Liam was going to be forgot about, like I had been for the last few years. You know, he's been in a similar boat. And then, yeah, it's everything's written. I'm a big fan of that. I don't know that's religious or spiritual or what. It's all written, it's all been laid out, and I'm just looking forward to keep walking this path I'm on a mission and I think it's not going to be long Liam's, Liam's a British mandatory for a Tennyson so another Irish opponent although you won't know that no one will know it Sky didn't mention it Tennyson didn't mention well, it every, every, I think Tennyson will fight anyone he's proved that but the point is that nobody wanted to talk about my brother being the mandatory and that's the best compliment the worst because Liam's not going to tell anyone I'm not going to tell anyone but I'm a bit disappointed that Sky, who were meant to be neutral, didn't even mention the fact that the winner of this has to fight Liam Walsh. Nobody knows this. And that is disgusting. That is That's proof wrong. that that is a bias somewhere. And basically, everybody's ready in the behind the scenes to see Walsh disappear, whether it be Liam Walsh, Walsh is, but we ain't going anywhere. We work way too hard and we're on a mission. And Liam will be a two British champion. And I'll win a golden contract. There's some areas of the media, they'll give you guys a hard time. They'll portray you as being awkward. They'll portray you as being unapproachable. Now, I know enough. I'm learned enough from my time in Irish media and my time now learning in the big real world that I believe half of what I see and none of what I hear. So from my point of view and from my experience of speaking with you first, I reached out completely in the call to Graham, not expecting or ever, ever expecting anything. And I got to say, and, and if it was any other way, I'd be honest about it and say it's been, it's been. E- I won't say easy. It's been a pleasure, absolute. I mean, and I was a little bit wary, thinking, Jesus, is he going to snap? Is he going to be anywhere? <laughs> now, I did make a point of not waiting close to the weight cut or anything like that. I was going to make sure it was done in plenty of time. But... I think you've touched it. We're just a little bit misunderstood. I think because that uniqueness you talk about, it looks like it looks like we're unapproachable, untouchable. But when once, but every you're not the first person who's ever going to say this to us. I mean, I've got a friend now in boxing. I've known him quite a while, real big boxing fan, and he's out in Tenerife, and he was a little bit daunted to, to talk to us. And when he did, he said, like, "I can't believe it." And the many times you, I can't believe it. So there's this misconception. I don't know what it is. Maybe we, I don't know. I I don't know what it is. But you're not going to be the first or last to say, "Wow, 
you're so different to what I thought. Oh, wow. It's disappointing, though, really, because we've been dragging 400 people down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good shame. We've had 400 people down the road, and as we've been unapproachable, Liam ran right in both. Every time that phone's rang, Liam did it for the uh, Commonwealths. Can you fill in the bill on a couple of weeks' notice? Can you get top of the bill? Ryan means Eddie Irwin without never fighting for a 12 rounder and asking him to fight with Selby, who's off the back of five. Yeah. We've been, these two, especially, have been game for anything and everything. So, yeah, we've been happy with those all been gone, but have we been given a fair shake? Definitely fucking not. Liam Walsh has had one world title shot, but been dodged by every other man in the league. That's really I didn't deserve a shot because I've never lived right. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I have, but my brothers have lived this life throughout and I've had limited opportunities. And I didn't oh, get yeah. fucking offered one, but Liam and Ryan have not actually been offered half the opportunities they should have been offered. And I will assure you this, as part of the management team with Graham, they have never, neither of them, ever refused a fight. And have rung up many times to fight other people in this country, and they can't get it. So this is just what Ryan deserves his golden contract, and this is opening to get to his world title shot. Because if this golden contract went there, I'll eat my shoes before he gets a world title fight. Because for some reason, Sky, Fox Nation, wherever we've been, he's just haven't... They have done their job as well as my brothers have done theirs. They've been in this gym every day, every week, every I'll minute. this out. I'll so, this. I think I can top it in a sentence. I've been promoted by the biggest promoters in the, one of the top five in the world. I am the worst promoted fighter in the history of British boxing. because I, I, And maybe that the promoters will tell you, wait a minute, it weren't my fault the fighters didn't want to fight. That ain't good enough. I am the worst... When you, you know, I win the British title and then we get a fight in Denmark and we lose the Pussy by yeah. 200 quid. That, that, that really gave me the um because I thought if I was being backed, that'd be on my home shot and I'm the European champion, then I get my world title shot. But this is all by the by. I don't like going down this rabbit hole because it also no. is negative. I'm positive. Yeah. I'm positive with the fact well, that look where I am. Regardless of all that bollocks, look where I am. Look what I'm going to do. I don't know if you know this Ryan as well. He vacated um, Josh Warrington rather than fight me. He tried to give me a fight on four weeks' notice. And I was like, come on, a good fighter, you need that ten weeks. But we just have to... definitely enjoyed it. But we and then when I did get made his mandatory, he done what I believe Tennyson's going to do. He's going to vacate. Tennyson's not going to fight Liam. I just don't believe that. I've said it from the start, I didn't think he would. And if he does, I, don't I hope either, I don't blame him. No, this is business. I don't blame Josh Warrington for dodging me. But this is what's wrong with the sport. The best should fight the best at any stage. British, European, well, I don't care. Let's fight. It's 12 rounds. Yeah. And that's why I don't like the sport for. That's my biggest beef with the sport. Potentially got the best two in the final, which yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd have said that obviously Ryan is in my book. And, you know, Jazz would probably be second favourite. Disappointment of mine. Don't tell me Tyron McCullough weren't good enough for a British title defence. Yeah. Of a 12 round, that'd have been brilliant. Don't tell me Jazz weren't. All the, all the British opponents in this competition were good enough to be um, defensive of my British title. Yeah. If the British Board of Boxing would have backed it, I'd have two more defences. I don't know if you can win it right twice. What a chance to do it. And for anybody that's not aware, just just to, just to in case they think we're hamming this up a little bit, do you want to go through some of the opponents that, that Ryan has had in the last few years? And, and I mean, the matchmaking is always hard, incredible. They talk about records on way to where you are right now. Ronnie Clark, Lee Selby, Darren Trainer. The Dennis Sealand thing was, uh, I'm not even going to get into that one. That's a podcast in yeah. itself. What went on in the, that? And that and it, when you mentioned that there, I had to just bite my lip. You had uh, Marco McCullough, Isaac Law and Reese Bellotti, all all already. And that was before you even, and I thought when you fought Poulin, that was then the world title fight was going to come. And that's, I guess, when, when the MTK the golden contract opened up. I mean, that in itself, as you said, put you where it is now. And, and no matter what anyone says or does, impossible to ignore now, isn't it? I think his best wins Cuban. I think that Cuban is, I'm not going to say he's world level because he hasn't proved that, but looking at his skills and his attributes and what he had that night, if he hadn't been in front of me, brother, I might be a little bit biased. I honestly believe that kid was fringe world level. I think he was a very, very good fighter. And yeah, I will say what I think, because I always do. I think he'd have beat everyone else in the competition. So yeah, I think Mayan already beat the best in the competition. And I think it was a cracking fight for him to head towards world title, I do. And I think that was his best win. Do you know the beauty of that one, Al? When everyone's picking the fighters, because you've got to remember. Jazz got a chance to pick, and the fight before got a chance to pick. I, I it didn't look like I was going to get picked, and the Cuban had a choice between me, little 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 British fighter, unknown British fighter. He's never heard of me, and that big Mexican. And I seen what he done. He 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 was scared of the Mexican, and from that point on, he could never beat me. He was scared of the big man, yet the little man with the bigger heart <laughs> undone him. My dad taught us from a very young age. It's not the size of the dog, and he used to bang on about the, the heart, and it was so right. I watched him pick. He looked at the he looked at the Mexican who didn't even make the weight. He honestly he was, must have been a well away in that ring that day. He was <laughs> huge. So he's, he's absolutely bowled it, and that is cost him because I think, like my brother just said, against all the other styles that 
That's saying he's a problem for them all. So he's, he, and he's definitely for ESPN had him, and he was the ESPN pick. So you had Lee Wood for Sky, ESPN for the Cuban, and the rest of us are MTK or whatever. So they were the two. Ideally for this platform and program, they wanted the Lee Wood Cuban final, but obviously. Jazz had done his bit, and I don't mind. We're, we're, you know, we 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 tore up the script, and that's why it's a good final because both of yeah, us have been in a position where they great fight, That fight against Sakara Sakaras, I think they call him at soccer. I don't know what, but the Cuban to give him his, his due his due props. Your shot selection, your aggression, your target, your time, and your distance. I don't think it mattered who was there. That it was just sensational. And again, I'm not blowing bubbles. I'm not. It was. It seemed to me the best Ryan Walsh that night in that fight. Agreed. Now I didn't know you were coming to break my fucking heart in the next fight. You know when you're going to beat up my old. <laughs> I get. I watched back again last night, and I've just. I had forgotten. I'd forgotten how. I don't use the word perfect too often because I don't believe it exists. But I really do believe the performance that night was the best we've seen, and I think the final is probably going to bring the same again. Are we getting a little insight now as to what you knew why he picked you, and and you were just going to prove him wrong? Yes, I think for me, when I when I was stood up, you know, I I said to my brothers, you know what. If I get a golden ball, I'm on one on four. I might, I might just go and get wood. I might go and shot the life out because he don't think he's going to get picked. I never thought I was going to get picked until the Cuban shot me. You know, put them on the back foot, see so they react. So that was an option. Um, and then when I got there, I'm looking, I'm in the room, and I swear I heard Liam say, "My look." And all as you're thinking, and I also thought Jazza Lee Wood are going to absolutely knock the shit out of each other. And I've watched, I was watching it back last night, and they did. <laughs> they knocked the shit out of each other. And if the plan would have went as it went and we'd have fighting in June, that's that's not enough time, I don't think, to recover from fights like that. You have to leave something in there. Um, he's had plenty of time. It won't be an excuse. Um, but that, that that seems obvious. You know, if you're going to be clever, have a good look at them, let them two knock them. But on, I am a little bit annoyed because the way I felt with McCulloch as well, I felt really good that night. And again, well, I it wasn't the style to prove how good I was feeling, whereas the Cuban was. The Cuban, I, I, I probably... So, yeah. I know you're Irish, but I banned that McCulloch. He, he wasn't impressed with his style of trying to nick it. But at the yeah. same time, you've got to try and do when what you've you got to try and do. Two rounds, you know, full while you've got going up, and I'll stand and have a fight. But then I think he's come out to try and outbox me. And, you know, know on the judges' card, he, he's been upset. I think he also <laughs> did. He had, a, he had a bet on it as well. The one I wanted to get to the two lads, they're two total different fights. And, and listen, there's no fear of whether I'm Irish, no matter where I'm from. I, we're going to be honest. We're going to talk straight. We're going to keep it real. Tyrone's style has frustrated so... And, and do you know what? I could I could probably say with my hand on my heart, Tyrone's lack of style sometimes. I'm going to keep it real. Do you ever sort of see that man do that again on TV? I want to see him add something. And I think when he's working with me... No, people, yeah, exactly. But do you want to see what he did again? No. No. My brother's writing him off a little bit, and I've got to keep no, saying this, and I stress this. There's a fitness that. and toughness there yeah. that he had to show, because I had him yeah. reeling. Yeah. And in round nine, I've never been through... I didn't, that's the only time I shoot frustration in the fights, because I had him, and I didn't finish him. Can I please say, I do respect his toughness and that, because that theory was... He definitely oh, took his lift. Yeah. I just didn't like his style. I don't like his style of fighting my Jesus, he got hit with hellacious shots in the middle part of that. The work rate that you put on him in that middle part of the fight, I believe that's what stunned him and slowed him down. In case I forget, what I wanted to ask Mike and I wanted to ask uh, Liam now that they're there is when those fights are playing out, there's so many different, I mean, for fans and the Farney Army and everybody that watches them that have grown to love you over the years, that's one thing. But you guys being as close as you are and and, and that bond and the connection, what's the emotions like? What are the feelings? Is it is it just... This is why I didn't like that fight because during that last fight, I could have gone to the bar, had a couple of beers, had two three, <laughs> and, I and I didn't give a shit. I knew my brother was one million percent safe and if he stood in that ring for 50 years, he would never be able to beat my brother. Them sort of fights, that's why it's no discredit to anybody, but he doesn't get my go. Put him in a fight with the Cuban, my heart's in my mouth, I'm shitting myself and... <laughs> I'm hoping for the best from him. I'm thinking, please, man, perform at your absolute best. Not crazy saying that, right? As though everyone stands and fights with me. No, they don't. don't <laughs> no, even the Cuban, because when no, they do stand and fight, I get them. They're trying to stand and fight. Jazz is not going to stand and fight with me. They're not going to stand and fight with me. Jazz is not going to stand and fight with me. This is the debate we have. See, that's why I love this, because he's not going to stand and fight with me. No man on nine, no man nine stone is coming to stand and fight with me. And if they do, beautiful. On that question, any competitive fight, for me, my eyes in my mouth and it's worse than fighting. I'd rather be fighting myself and that's genuine and I don't like to be fighting but if it's rather than when I'm watching them it brings it Oh, it's a That's why I was happy with the Tyrone fight because I've never been in a situation where a man is so negative and ran and I had to use my legs. I'm 34 year old, 33 when we fought. 
And that's a question about you putting your own self, and it's a box ticked. I could have done that for 20 rounds. And I, you know what? Like I said at the start of this, if the British board would have backed it, I'd have two more rounds, and I yeah. really don't think Tyrone McKenna would have survived 12. Yeah, no, no, I think I would just get into it. For the rest of the team, on that note, when it's them sort of fights, you haven't got the same RB, I've not got the same feeling. No, no, I didn't no, believe no. that McKenna could drop Ryan with a punch. I didn't believe he could hit him. So, yeah, he takes the RB away, but if it's a competitive fight, I reckon... I, I don't know for sure, but I reckon I was scared. Oh, well, I'm more scared than them too because I don't want to be scared. But for me, it ruins me all the way through. I don't like yeah. it. Good to something you just said there. I need to just put, put me back up. We all watch the fights together, the fighters and the Cuban especially. It's always nice, and this is a a nice thing. We've had it on with. We, I've, I've had it particularly with Trainer. I've had it particularly with the Cuban, where my brothers have both watched the fighters and said things that happen in the ring, and that is such a bonus to our people. Yeah. who understand, who've been there, done it, and they said something to you, and it happens. And then in the ring, you feel like, well, I'm so much in front of you here now. And the same's going on with Jazz and Ed. They're looking at them in a different way. We've got six, eight sets of eyes looking at these people. And we're all we're all habit. We've got habits. We've got things that we do and tendencies. And that's, that's the massive bonus of having <coughs> them eyes looking at the opponent. We're all looking at things different. Like my clucks here, if they're not aggressive, you don't care. You don't want to look at it. So <laughs> it's good. Jazz is aggressive. You've got Liam looking at it a little bit different. Graham looking at it. It's good. It's a, it's a very good thing to have. People that are going to listen to this are getting a real insight into, not just into Ryan, but into Team Walsh because you're, yes. you just absolutely nailed that there. You've got so, you've got three sets of brothers who are, two, sorry, three brothers who are so close, so tight, but see things little bit different each year so and and that when it comes to picking the fight apart putting a plan together and then you've got the master then on the other side who believe for one minute that jazza will risk losing that fight sitting around on his back foot and trying to skip a move jazza is a proper man he will stand away and fight he's a fight jazza will make a fight of it he's going to be a give jazza 200 quid after his last fight liam liam told everybody the day on the day of the weigh-in jazz is eight to one that's where i'm putting my money michael bay liam bay they both put money on it Michael dropped him a couple of hundred quid. I told Jazzy, if you win this fight, you might draw, so I'll throw you a few hundred. He lost some of me. I told him he didn't want to speak to him again until after the fight. Like, Mike, uh, I like this guy. I like. I could easily have a few points with Mike. I could easily... It went to TV, but I just... You know what? You know what? You as well halfway through it. We're looking forward to the final. We're looking ahead. And a little bit of... um. I don't know what the word synchronicity or whatever, but it, of course it's it's regarding Liam. It's thirty to September. It's the same venue. It's the same place where you beat a guy who who got one over on my on a guest who was on with me last week in um in Stephen the Rock Ormond. Paul Appleby got a result against him up in Scotland. Uh, he got a result. Yeah, he didn't win that fight. But um, I know these things are something that us people in the media side of things like to look into. You guys probably don't pay too much heed to it, but. Uh, when you're on the outside, at least when R- Ryan is in there, lads, and he's able to do something about it, and, and no doubt will, it's for, for you guys. Do you find yourselves thinking back to those things, Liam? Will that bring anything back to you? Back to that would be fine. Yeah, the night. Um, no, it instantly put my ears up when they announced that there. I said to Ryan, I said, You know what, Dad, that is, don't you? And he went, he, he, he said, Yeah, my son's birthday. I said, No, it was um, X many years, so I can't really tell you. Eight, I think. Eight or eight nine, or nine years yes. To the dare since the Appleby fight. And, um, don't know, I feel like sometimes things like that, I don't know, it's happened for a reason and there's the scene sets off. Like your really. call again. Ryan's going to shine. It's all written. To touch on what you're saying about how your opponent and you're able to, you're going to come with plan A, B and C. You're going to have, whether it's plan, you're going to have plan Ryan, you're going to have plan Mike, you're going to have plan Liam, you're going to have plan Graham and you're going to have all that and, and more. It reminds me of something that Eddie Alvarez said in the build-up to a fight with Conor McGregor a few years ago that he said he knew the whole way through the fight, he knew all the way through camp, stay away from the left, stay away from the left, circle away from the left, circle. And he said the first thing he did with the intensity and everything else was he circled the wrong direction and it brought it all. You you will bring the intensity and Gaza will bring, both of you guys are going to bring an intensity that I would say to both your points in this career, neither of you have, have had it yet. So we can expect a very special final, can't we? Yeah, my end for sure. I'm coming to. I don't think you're going to be I think it's going to be. A, this is the last fight. I stressed it when I was I watched it back last night. Commentating, I was commentating. So all right, Will, he wants it more. You know, yeah. he, he can want it. I need it, and needs must. I need this, and um. And Jazz we'll, will come to fight hard to get what's, what he wants to win. So it will pan out to be. A, I think it'll be like like you said, Ryan being a throwback. It'll look like a throwback fight because Jazz has got a lot of that in him as well. Jazza will dig deep and he will 
But can he sit with Mayan for 12 rounds? Or the 10 best rounds man will win. That's so. what I'm confident in. The best man will win. I have no intention. I have every intention to be the best man on the night. So, and another little point that I I, I made the, the the losses and parts of wins and highlight they, they didn't they never defined you and they never defined Jazza up to now either. Um, but what we do see is in both of you guys is the pattern, and that's what I've noticed is that you've you've both taken huge improvements and made huge strides from those losses. Mayan's only lost once, though, hasn't he? He's only ever had yeah. one loss. You know, you're boxing, you only have to put the telly on. Once Ronnie Clark, once Dennis Serling. What a bullshit. He, he lost any of them fights. He got my shoes. He didn't lose them. He lost to Lee Selby. And um, I said at the time, if I did it, we should tear the fight. Because Lee Selby was off the back of 12, five 12 rounders. And Ryan had never had one. He's now going to jump in with a man who was also going on to... Was all, people were already talking about being a world-class fighter at British level. And Ryan's got to beat him on his first time ever for a British title. There was no stop That's in the that only fight. loss that I Ryan's ever had. He hasn't right? lost another fight. Stylistically... Yet. That my style beats Lee Selby, I thought, and I still think it, you know, I just need more rounds. 100%. We know, everybody that knows boxing knows what happened in those ones, but when you look at the under, you've got five wins and five wins, and now you're up. I would say, from me, just a, a fella here in Ireland on a little podcast, I believe that what we're going to see is the very best with the experience, with the wins and loss, everything taken into account, the style, and more or less, almost even from chatting to you now, the point in your life. You're, this is it This is you're, you're ready for this now and this is the shop window yeah, exactly. so I said to me brother Liam the other day I was driving in the car and I said I don't know how my dad being 49 year old was so wise because he said to my baby brother Ryan from, from right in his early career from 3, 4, 5 deep he just kept saying to me because yeah I'll say as I was sitting at the time I thought me and Liam were really trying to give everything and Ryan were very you know he took cautious his time and, cautious, and my dad kept saying all the way through his career you hadn't even seen my boy yet he hadn't even arrived yet he hadn't even arrived yet and he said that until he died. He never ever told me that my brother had arrived. I always thought you're making, might be even, I'll even say as it is, I thought he might make a few excuses to it. When I watched him fight the Cuban, I looked at my brother Liam and I said, Ryan's just arrived. And how my dad knew that, I don't know, because he was banging on what he was saying. He said, he's just going to come late. Yeah. Some, sometimes in twins, you, you grow up that little bit late. Or Ryan's always been grown up, you know, develop. I don't know. But either way, Ryan introduced himself to the boxing world for me against the Cuban. And mm. You will only see that sort of greatness every this time. This one out. For the listeners and things, I am the most novice pro you're going to come across. I've, the only reason I've got my experience is due to my brothers. I've done millions of sparring rounds, so yeah. I had less than thirty amateur fights, and I've only had thirty pro fights. So you're not going to get more novices. My all of my experience comes with my brothers, and I, I've travelled. I've got around. I've been lucky enough. Graham set us up to do some sparring with Bernard Dunn early in my career. Brilliant experience. I've been lucky enough to go around and spar everywhere, and I've sparred all different people. But the actual ring experience, I am the most novice person. This is probably why I'm so eager to get under the lights, because I love being under the lights. I I spar more than anyone I know, and I've probably done more rounds than anyone I know in sparring. But in the actual under the lights, you're not going to get more more novice and less less pedigree, let's say. Even though, if you look at my amateur career, I fought a lot of good fighters in a small space of time. I, I think I had under 30 amateur fighters. I've named two world champions. I've an Olympic gold medalist. I've been lucky in that. But I seem to... I was lucky enough to get to a certain point really quick. Thank Again, thanks to my brothers. I've always said it. I've always been a ringer in boxing. I started as a 14-year-old Norbert amateur who had two brothers. One had been to a national final. One was going to go on to box for England. It was... I was, I was, I was so lucky in that. So I've got... I'm not saying I'm, them numbers define me. But overall, I think my point is... I've only I've squashed it all in, but the reason I think I'm coming late is because that experience you can't buy, you can't fake, you have to do it, and this is this is why I'm starting to progress, and that's why I'm banging on. I need these fights. People talk about this. They talk about uh, gifts, and they talk about certain areas of of um, skill and talent. I believe discipline in itself is a talent. What separated them from me by a million miles? They're proof from staying dedicated every day. They've won a British title, a world title. For many big fights, I've not even had one opportunity. But let's have it right. I was fucking around all the time. I weren't giving me heart and soul. And I don't believe my brothers have had an even nearly enough for what they've given. The hardest part of the job is dedication. Second yeah. to making weight. I, 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 I don't find it hard. I love this. You know, whatever this is. You know, I love the idea of boxing. The, the idea two men are going to sort out the differences. They're going to go away for a few weeks, get bare-chested and sort it out. That idea is the greatest idea. It's been going forever aren't it humans this is what we do We and it draws attention because people like to see a fight and I love it I love training so I'm lucky Anna 
I have no. It does get hard when you have to restrict and do your diet and stuff. And but hard is not hard so bad. Hard is just different. So yeah, I'm very very lucky. If I can throw a question to the main man and who, who's plotting the whole thing, who, whose job it is to keep Ryan for for the Irish <laughs> listeners as well, Graham. You've been around the block. You've been um, your personality and your your style kind of comes across in the lads as well at times. They'll remember you from your time with Sam Sexton and the experience that you had against Rogie in Belfast twice. To have somebody like Sam represent guys coming behind him, it's 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 a phenomenal it's a phenomenal record. It's a phenomenal pedigree, and it's something that you in the gym must be very proud of. Yeah, I mean, there's an old saying, obviously, success breeds success, and, and you know, all probably started with. Um, with 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 Herbie Hyde, uh, yeah. then obviously British British and uh, European champion with John Thaxton, and then obviously that's that was something for the for for these lads to look up to, which they did, you know, and they, you know, they've gone on and produced championship championship performances, and you know, it's it's just been it's just been a great situation for for people to follow in the footsteps and. When they see people doing it from here, they know they can do it. They've always believed they were going to be champions. I told them when they, oh, I, I said to somebody in the gym once, and they overheard me say, "I said these will be British champions," and uh, they thought I was underselling them. They didn't realise how hard yes. becoming a British champion was. was you know, he's, he's, no, I definitely weren't taking the piss, but because one thing I say. When you win a British title, you can win a European title, and when you win a European title, you can win a world title. That's the that's the start. That's yeah. the ball roller. Once you become the champion of Britain, that then puts you in a very good place. And by rights, you should go, like I say, and nowadays it's more win a British title, get a bauble, you know. But if you've done it the right way, it's British, European, and then world world titles, you know. And hopefully, pick up the Commonwealth in the meantime. Which can I just says a video out because. You know what bugs me, right? At one time, this little gym in Norwich, even though it's a big gym now, but it was a little shed once, had three British champions. Three. Now, we're not going to shout and scream about it, but it's the media's job. It's because we're not the in. Nobody said a word. Mm. Now, there's not many well, times in history British. where you get more than one British champion. He did, did. Yeah, this is a job. That year when we've got three British champions, so you've got me, Liam and Sam Sexton, we're all in the gym together and we didn't, Graham didn't even win the, the Norfolk Coach of the Year. Now, so that bugs me because yeah, that's, I, that's I think perhaps I, need, perhaps I need to talk a bit more. A bit no, more. you need to die. When <laughs> he dies, honestly, when no. Graham dies, he's going to get all the accolades and people are going to realise that Norfolk has been, it's, it's been its own unique little yeah. place. To, I've, we had a world champion, European, British. We had a time with three British champions and nothing was said. Now, we're not, I I don't I won't change it anywhere. But if you're wondering about media and stuff, there you go. That'll say it all. It really jumped out at me the f- when I looked back over. Of course, the first thing everyone thinks of when they think of brothers and fighting brothers, of course, the Smiths. But then you look at it and think you guys have matched that. They're just no, I think uh, I see Liam here now, and he's like me. <laughs> Liam shaking his head now. So what I think we're both thinking. The Smith so Mike brothers. is going to say what you're both thinking. No, no, no. I think you have to admit. Well, this is going to be mine. He might change it, but the Smith brothers stand alone as the most successful brothers in probably British boxing history because what they've done and how they've done it, you can only take your eyes. And as brothers, we understand it. And I was lucky yeah. enough once to go up and do some sparring real quick and be there live to watch Callum and Liam. And it was so good to see. We're not the only brothers who don't give a fuck who's watching. We're going to work. And they were working. It was brilliant. World-class sparring. And they both done the work. And they didn't care anyone was watching. They yeah. were doing it. It was brilliant. Yeah. We, we don't know. We don't know what how this fight's never happened. It's a fight from the amateurs. Liam lost the the ABA title in the semi-final. Liam lost in the semi-final, 7-6 to Stephen Smith. He lost 7-6 to Stephen. It's a fight that, when they were both being um, promoted by Warren, it looked so obvious it was going to happen. And for some reason, it's not happening. And I would love that fight. Liam, I've not Liam wants that fight. I don't know what's going on with Stephen, to be fair. I think they're going to argue the best two superfebbers in this country. Still right now, yeah. But they probably won't be superfebbers now. Be like, who knows? That fight, in a way, I'm his brother. I know it'll be a hard fight, but you do want to see it. It's a fight that somehow is just, it'd be one of them that'll probably niggle them both. Sure, Stephen would want it, but that's a fight. If if we could have a fight, that's the only fight that's likely between the Smith and the Walsh brothers. But we have nothing but respect. The Smith brothers and what they've done, I, I know how that feels for them. I've seen them all together, and it, you know, I can only tip my hat to them. as well regarding the Smith brothers, Paul Smith early does always give us his give us advice. I never forget it. We were only very young pros, and um, 
he always gives us the best advice, uh, his best advice. And looking back now, it was good advice. And um, I always respect him for that. I, I'd never actually told him that either. I don't, obviously don't see him a lot, but um, yeah, so definitely uh, not a thank you, but yeah, I respect that yeah, big yeah. time. Because question again last one for Graham I wanted to say to you Graham what, you're talking about sparring and, and, and Ryan is very humble and honest to say that um, the best work and the hardest work and the most productive that he's got of course was with the three lads and I get that I can see the dynamic there you can see the closeness but you can also see the edge that each of them are they're, they're competitors when you're watching the lads work and they're sparring and they're working together do you have to be a little bit more aware Does it? Have, do you have to be a little bit more mindful that the fact that it's lads or do you just know them well enough to know that this is they're just going to do their thing and, and, and you don't have to worry about it too much well, you're talking about the brothers sparring together yeah yes yeah to be honest with you they're you know nine times out of ten say like Ryan's fighting X Liam will be X etc etc and vice versa mm-hmm. Michael will tear <laughs> and get stuck <laughs> in and uh, push and push and make him work as hard as he can Liam, Liam and Ryan will possibly be more tactically aware of what they're going to do because um, as Ryan said, unless you're aggressive, you're not, you, you don't count. Correct? <laughs> Try to write in a Michael. But now listen, it, it, it's Ryan Walsh got Liam Walsh ready for Scott Harrison. Short notice fight. He'd, he'd done a great impression of Scott Harrison. He'd done the job. He fought out of, the, out of his familiarity and he'd done a great job with a short, short, it was a short term fight, wasn't it? It was um, only, only three weeks notice. It, he'd done such a good job. You could see how Liam boxed on the night against Harrison. He was excellent. Um, and, you know, to be honest, the first bomb we've had for this fight, Liam, has been, you know, has been the Southpaw uh, South work for Ryan. So he started the ball rolling, you know, through through lockdown. Right, that's incredible. It, it's, it's what they do. I mean, they're both very good fighters. They both switch it. They're both adaptable. And Michael brings the heat. So whichever way you want it, it's going to be there. Yeah, he's fired. Many more have been punching me about. That's the truth of the matter. Michael's got a new punch. It's called the right hand over the top. And if you're over five foot nine, you'll get it. <laughs> We're at all most of the time. And Graham, don't see this. He hasn't had this. We've got balls in UFC books. Oh, no. And me and my brother Ryan fought for an hour and three minutes. And then Liam said we called cold timer he'd fall out with us, and I had to stay in bed for two days after that. And uh, I've done the same with Liam on many of occasions. Do you know we got these UFC gloves about a year, two years ago? We're at a caravan park, and we've got we've gone out to go and get some food or whatever. And next minute we're in a like JD or something, and Michael's born. And then before you know it, we're having barbecues and UFC fights. But we did it at a caravan park and punched each other to pieces in the guts after burgers and sausages. They're not normal, are they? Graham, <laughs> Graham, I really don't envy you your job, Graham. I really don't. But nah, I, no, no, we've now cut it all down to 20 minutes because I thought I was getting brand damage. I was probably <laughs> filling me in. Well, we've, got, we've, got, we've, got a little, we've got a little ring tucked away in the, in, the, in the back side of the gym. We've got three big rooms there and we've got a little r- ring about eight foot by eight, if that. Nice. Farm box. Max. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Michael's new game, 20 minutes straight through Spar and Liam. <laughs> he did that last week. Yeah. He brought me boot camp. So no, yeah. yeah. no gun shield, no head guards, and uh, just plenty of cussing. <laughs> but it keeps it just working on the inside game. But he's improving it. You know what, my only hope, my biggest hope coming from all of this is that each of the fighters that have given me their time, that have allowed me to pry a little bit into their preparations and their lives and their their story to date, that I am able to do it some justice, tell it in a clear, concise way and in a way that allows people to see maybe a little bit that they might not see on camera and in the build-up on the night. So those three fellas there, incredible fellas. Can you just picture the crack that's had out there with the, with the small gloves? Can you picture the the hairy moments in sparring where Mike takes one of them into the little room at the back and only knows what goes on in there? And uh, at the back of it all then, the highs, the lows of a boxing journey shared by three brothers who were probably as close, definitely the closest siblings I've come across in my time doing this right now. So to the three lads, thank you. Uh, Ryan, I wish you nothing but the absolute best on Wednesday night. I said at the top, I don't like doing predictions. I don't like doing any of the usual formats. And I'm going to stay with that. 
but I know in the final we've got two of the most genuine, humble, honest and deserving fellas. So whichever of them comes out on top will be, it'll be fitting, I think it's safe to say. And to the other two lads who'll be outside the ring, Mike and Liam, probably sharing the blows, taking, throwing, moving, jabbing, slipping and rolling all the way through. Watch out for them. Listen for them. They're, they're great fellas. They're honest fellas. And if you like real, you're going to love these guys. And Graham, the mastermind behind it all, trying to keep everything in in sync and in unison. And at the same time, look for his fella. So big love to the Lottie and big shout out and, and best of luck to everybody on Wednesday night. That's almost it for me. There's been a little bit of a change of plan, a little bit of a change of format. I have just completed right now an hour-long interview with the main man himself, with the Vice President of MTK, Jamie Conlon. Now, my plan was to break that interview up and to put it together and use it across different... I'm not going to do that. So, series episode three is going to be with Jamie and myself, and that'll be it. There'll be no frills, there'll be no attachments, there'll be no nothing. There might be a little bit of bacon burning in the background. What do I mean by that? Let's tune in. That's it for me and them until then. Thank you for taking time to listen. Thank you for your comments, for sharing, and for uh, spreading the word as much as possible. If you like it, keep doing it. If you don't like it, get in touch. Let me know what you don't like, and I will do what I can. Until the next one, stay safe, stay sane, smile. All's well that ends well. <laughs>